Welcome to Not So Secret, The Secret Life of Us podcast. My name is Ellen. I'm Jim. This week we're going to be discussing the second episode of season one, Telemovie Part 2. But before we get to that, we have an update based on some media we've found on the internet. So initially I thought this article was from like 2004. It Mm. is not. It is from 2015. People are still paying attention to The Secret Life of Us outside of us. We're apparently not the only ones. Yeah, which is... Reassuring, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, apparently, Samuel Johnson, who plays lead character Evan, hates The Secret Life of Us, saying that at the height of his fame, the show was just an annoyance I had to fit in, that he had to squeeze 12 to 14 hour days with this piece of shit that had no credibility <laughs> whatsoever. I couldn't even believe I was on it. I couldn't believe my life had come to that, and I'd ended up being just this TV whore. That's pretty harsh. Loaded. <laughs> Lo- and, like, he also describes his character, which I think is more accurate, because mm. the show, come on, the show has some credibility. Well, we've watched two episodes, but, you know, right now... I, I think, think it, it has credibility. Yeah. He described his character as a pretentious young artist. I even donned a beret at one point. I was that much of a fuckhead. Now, that bit I would agree with, the pretentious young artist bit, because I'm not the biggest fan of Evan. I would not be sad if he was no longer on the show. If he got killed off somehow. And then his breathy voice over continued. Because this is one thing I've been curious about. Like, what perspective is he meant to be telling things from? Because he's, like, watching a lot of private moments and then narrating them. I'm like, who are are people telling you about these? Are you using your writer's intuition? Writer's intuition, (laughs) definitely. So that's a nice framing for this week's discussion um, of this apparent annoyance to Samuel Johnson. So sorry, Sam, for bringing this back up and bringing it back into your life, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) This week's episode, Telemovie Part 2, it leads on from the first episode. It also aired in Australia on 16 July 2001. And basically this episode deals with Evan, who has had a one-night stand, or what he thought was a one-night stand, Mm. with Andrina. Kelly is in the midst of organising a housewarming party. Which looked amazing. There was so much to lead up to me. Like, we've <laughs> got to make a dance CD and, like, we've got to get a stereo system. I'm like, man, I want to go to parties where people put this much effort and forethought into it. Yeah. I don't want to have to put the effort and forethought into it, but I want to go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kelly is also dealing with her ex-boss, who we also find out was her lover. Oh, that was yeah. big. Alex, Jason, and Gabrielle the perfect love triangle. They're dealing with the fallout from Alex and Jason's ongoing affair. So stupid. So bad. Will, we find out, lends Leah the $12,000 to open the Parisian bar. Terrible, no. yeah. And it took me a while, because when they say that bit about him paying her, they don't immediately make it clear that he's given her the money. And then when they did... Yeah, it was a moment of heartbreak for yeah. all of us. We also learn a bit more about their relationship. Richie and Miranda... They're not really in this episode, yeah. thankfully, because as I said last episode, I was quite over them. So I was quite happy to not really have to deal with them this episode. Although the episode did open with a great scene involving Miranda where Will walks home to the flat that he shares with Miranda and Richie and Miranda's sitting in the dark and uh, he, turns, yeah. he turns on the light and is like, whoa, what? Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's you. And you're like, <laughs> you're just waiting to like pounce on Richie, which I was like, that's incredible that she was like planning that in her kitchen being like, you know what I'm going to do when he gets home? I'm going to wait in the dark. <laughs> in this armchair and then he's going to come in and turn the lights on and I'll be there. Yeah, the bits that they were in this episode were quite manic, I yeah. thought. But, 
I just don't want to have to deal with them. So I was happy that their whole relationship saga was put to the side for this episode. So maybe we could talk about our highlights of this week. Mm. What particularly struck you in this episode as a good moment? When I was writing down my thoughts for like what the good moment was, I think I was coming up with more kind of small moments in the show mm. that I was like, yeah, this is what the show does well. For example, an early dialogue with Kelly coming in to Alex's room and just kind of like rummaging around her stuff. And she was like, oh, gee, you've got some great makeup. And she's like thumbing through just like Alex's boudoir or whatever and being like, can I put this on? I'm yeah. Like, that's, that's me in Ellen's room. That reminded me of me and my sister's room. Oh, okay. Like, I thought that set up their relationship quite nicely because it, for me, created that very intimate bond of a good friend or a sister. And they've only known each other a very short period of time, but I suppose in that short period of time, they've learned a lot about each other, or rather Kelly's learned a lot about Alex by witnessing her having sex, basically. It was rapid intimacy. Yeah, so I thought that was nice. Kelly is a sweetheart. Oh. That scene was very beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful scene. And, like, I think there were quite a few nice friendship moments in mm. the episode, like, even between Richie and Will and him just being like, you've got me, and him being like, eh, yeah. And even between Will and Miranda as well True. at the opening. That was a nice, intimate scene. Were there any other particular moments of joy? The other joy I enjoyed, there was a lot of dancing in this episode. Now, the dancing was kind of bullshit because it would often be, like, the guy being like, you're unhappy, and then they just dance. And the other person's like, oh, you're so goofy. But the dancing was genuinely very cute. And I no, wonder if it was choreographed. The dancing is in my lowlights. Ah, I'm so I love so that Kelly's little, like, bobbish. Okay, <laughs> Kelly's dancing was in my highlights. The dancing of both Richie <laughs> in the scene with Miranda. Oh, his butt crack comes out. I did not need to see Yeah, there was that. a bit of nudity in this episode. There was a bit of nudity. And there was drugs. Scandalous. True. So the show's kind of elevated in oh. terms of, like, how network TV is it going to be? Yeah, it's getting up there. It's getting a bit risque. Evan dancing. Oh, <laughs> also did not need to see that. It was very embarrassing. Whereas Kelly's dancing was just cute. Like, I was like, I think it was oh. meant to be embarrassing though, and I thought they really did give themselves into not sexy embarrassing, but genuinely terrible, but like yeah. effortful dancing. Okay, I guess I could maybe see that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was unnecessary. I didn't need to see Richie's bum crack. That mm. was very disturbing to me. Yeah. My highlights, well, I like there were a lot of classic Aussie moments mm. and a lot of maybe classic Aussie phrases, which just made me laugh because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> And I think this was also in the first episode as well. There's a lot of VB being handed yeah, around. Yeah, it's true. For those who don't know, VB is a particular brand of beer, Victoria Bitter. And I guess the show is set in Victoria. But VB is disgusting. So every time I just see them cracking open a VB, taking a swig, I'm like, I really hope they were paid well to drink that stuff. Because that's maybe disgusting. That's, or there's nothing in maybe it. Maybe that's why Samuel Johnson said The Secret Life of Us meant nothing to him. Maybe. It was like, just all the VB he had to drink. He's like, my life is empty. This is gross. Some other examples were the phrase, one another vody and lime. Oh my god, yeah. Vodka and lime. True. I was like, I don't think I've heard anyone use vody before in real life. Like, no, I've never know. heard vody and lime, but. It's a great, like, Aussie phrase. And it was in a very intimate moment where yeah. someone was crying. And another phrase was when Kelly was handing around some jats at the party. She <laughs> said, Would you like a jat? I'd love a jat, thanks. Is jat the singular for jats? Of course it is, didn't you know that? <laughs> 
Shout out to Jats. Yeah, Jats, again, for those who don't know, a great biscuit. Cracker. Cracker, yeah, probably a better descriptor. It's not a biscuit. (laughs) It's a cracker. Dead man. (laughs) Yeah, so that was probably my highlights. I don't think there were a lot of highlights in this episode. It was mainly a lot of lowlights. Oh, yeah, other highlight was the use of the swimming pool. Mm, I like that a lot too. A place to chat. I think that's going to be a recurring theme, and I enjoy that. I also enjoy Alex and Gabrielle putting on swimming caps, because everybody looks hideous in a swimming cap, so... Yeah, that was great. I also love seeing TV characters do exercise, especially if they're kind of <laughs> hot. I'm like, no, I want to see the work. Yeah, I mean, but they were really, like, they were really just paddling up and down. The they were doing, chat. yeah, that's true, actually. They had paddle boards yeah. at one point. <laughs> I was like, is that necessary? That was great. That was very beautiful. What about your low light or troughs of this My episode? trough? And it was a deep trough because it kind of had a lot of the episode was fucking Jason. Okay, so Jason is just sleeping with Alex. Mm -hmm. And also she, despite me liking her a lot more, is also pretty culpable in this. Like, Mm -hmm. they're sleeping together while Jason is dating quite seriously. I didn't think it was that serious, but like, yeah. With Gabrielle, Alex's best friend, they're waiting to meet her at one point for dinner. And Jason's like, oh, we've got 40 minutes. And they're like, just have sex. It's like, what are you doing, Alex? What are you doing, Jason? Yeah. Like... Alex picks up some sort of thing on the table oh, yeah. <laughs> and she says, It's really beautiful. So are you. Ew! Like, that's so skeezy. Yuck, you're in your apartment that you share with your long term girlfriend. Her best friend has come over for dinner and is clearly awkward about the fact that she's alone with you because you guys had sex. So she's like, I don't really want to be here. And then you just, like, crack onto her, like, so suddenly and in such a creepy way. Yeah. I lost all respect for him. Also, in reference to her, the thing she was holding, I could not tell what it was. I don't know. Some sort <laughs> like of candle, some candle holder thing. or something. Yeah. And <laughs> some sort of old artifact. That was apparently given to Gabrielle by her mother. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is weird. Yeah, it was just <laughs> really strange. And then when you cut to them having sex and then they're finished and then he's like, oh, I've just got to return to making the salad, which he is making for <laughs> their joint dinner. Oh, it's just, all of it was so inappropriate. I mean, I think you're right. Alex obviously is culpable there, but I think Jason obviously... Oh, Jason's out of has, control. Yeah, he has more <laughs> responsibility, I think, in this context, and he was the one who instigated it. Yeah. It was just disgusting. I felt sad because we were saying in the last episode that we both kind of identified with him on that social justice low yeah, yeah, aspect. Yeah. And I was just so angry that he was like this, but also not surprised. Yeah, maybe it's one of those like people who are like really social justice but then jerks in their personal life. Yeah, I think he's a prime example of that. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah, so that whole, like, basically every scene relating to that plotline was like a trough for me. Oh, sorry, the worst part, I've forgotten the absolute worst part, is where he proposes to her. Yeah! In the morning, she's like, I got a breakfast meeting. And then he's like, I've got you, yeah, I cooked you something. Like, look at it. And she's like, Stop trying to feed me. And then he like <laughs> lifts off the thing and it's the platter and it's a ring. And she looks so disgusted. <laughs> she's like, What is that? He's like, It's a proposal. But it escalated so quickly. Like, yeah. I didn't even think the marriage was in the ballpark. No. And like, the voiceover was, You reach a certain age, the music stops, and whoever your partner is at that particular moment is the person you marry. It's got nothing to do with the state of the relationship or love or even sex. Definitely a foolproof system. But I was like, oh, they're pretty young. And yeah. That was out of nowhere. 
But then, then they just get married within, like, the space of that scene and, like, one of the next scenes, which I think is the party. Yeah. And my reaction to that was just, like, they got married so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it just really escalated. Totally inexplicable. Like, we'll just solve this whole cheating dilemma by putting a ring on it. Yeah. I, I don't think that really works. I think that's a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. And it was. And it didn't last long. Although, no. it did lead to that great scene. Okay, maybe that's too harsh saying the whole plot line goes, goes into the trough. Mm. Because the scene where, so they just, Gabrielle sees Alex talking to Jason across the room and it looks kind of intimate. And then Gabrielle confronts Jason. And just as they're starting to get into the fight, this friend comes up and is like, Sorry, we're late. We got you a present. Wedding pics. Take one now. Take one now. Oh, no, no, put it back to you. school. I'm going and I don't want you there tonight. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, look, we need a smoochy one. No, it's like corny. We really don't want Oh, babe. But yeah, her acting in the scene where she confronts Jason about the affair was pretty great. Yeah. Like, she's a very good actress as compared to some of the other people in the show. Yeah. Who I've already talked about. <laughs> but that was pretty great. Although that scene also annoyed me because she's obviously upset because her now husband (laughs) had sex with her best friend and then out of nowhere Jason just explodes at her and says get off your fucking high horse and talk about it normally I was like dude you fucked her best friend lied about it continued having like an intimate interaction with her and then she found out by witnessing that. Like, I think her reaction is pretty justified. Yeah, that was really bizarre. And I did like the next line where she was like, this is the only way I could deal with it. But I was like, you're dealing with it? Like, how else are you meant to? What yeah. else are you meant to do? I don't know. Like, I think most people in that situation would be rightfully, like, quite upset and hurt and betrayed. Yeah. And so, like, that just really annoyed me, his reaction to that. I thought it was really unfair. My other low light was the Leah and Will plotline. So as we mentioned in the opening, Will does lend Leah the $12,000 to open the Parisian bar. As we knew he would, but, you know, it was still upsetting. I think Richie's reaction to it was, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, that's all of our reactions. (laughs) None of us wanted this. And then Leah says something along the lines of, oh, I'm, I'm really happy to be back here, like back in St Kilda. And then in one of the, the later scenes, we see Leah and Will sort of making out on a couch, getting pretty hot and heavy, yeah, I would say. Yeah, does his pants. You know, yeah, it's getting there. And then Leah says, Well, I shouldn't, shouldn't be I have a boyfriend, Will. A partner. That bit was weird too. She was like, a boyfriend, a partner, my business, a partner. My yeah! Boyfriend. And you're like, wait, so, so is it a business <laughs> partner? Or yeah! Also, it was like, why is this so confusing? Like, are you trying to be deliberately yeah. confusing? Yeah, that was weird actually. Because then she says, oh, my partner in the cafe. It was like... And when you grow up with a lot of people who are referring to their, like, you know, significant other romantically as a partner, I was like, mm. wait, are you... Okay. Yeah, it, it was, is. It is a boyfriend. Like that is. It was strange, but I mean, Will's reaction was heartbroken. Yeah. And Leah then says, "You and me, we're friends." I'm like, okay, 
I had a problem with this because I'm like, I feel upset because I know what it's like when you are friends with a guy and like you are just sort of being nice to them and then they mistake that for some sort of romantic thing yeah. and then you get in like a compromising situation and you're like, oh god, like, no, we're actually just friends, yeah. please leave me alone. But also, A, she came to him asking for $12,000 B, like, I'm pretty sure she kissed him in the first episode as well. There was some sort of kiss. There was some sort of, like... Romantic. Yeah, interaction in that episode. And then C, like, I don't know. They were pretty hot and heavy. Like, his pants were off. And, like, I feel like it was progressing to a stage. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, she should have said something earlier. But she, I guess her character was made out to be pretty manipulative. Yeah, I guess that was kind of the thrust. Because you were sort of like, Mm. what? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of good in a way, because, yeah, my intuition is like, oh, well, you know, you don't know you are friends. Like, you know, you're not entitled to her to be mm, your kind Just of... because you were in a relationship before doesn't and, mean Yeah, you oh, are. and you've learned her money. Like, that's not enough. But yeah. then when you go through the episode, you're like, well, act, you know, there's like, you were kind of, it seemed like you were sort of deliberately leading him along, yeah. like suggesting that was a possibility to get the 12K. Yeah. I don't know what the deal, it was just a strange thing, but I thought it was good in the sense that it was, in a way, a kind of ambiguous situation. I know if mm. the normal viewer was meant to just be like, oh, Leah's terrible, or if they were meant to kind of have this same conflict between wanting to be like, you can do what you want, Leah, you're not obligated to like, sleep with anyone. Yeah. But then also being like, but what you are doing isn't great either. Yeah. Yeah. It was very confusing, but ultimately, I mean, I do feel pretty bad for Will. Yeah. Him crying at sunset at the water. I was going to, oh. yeah, that's, that is my most valuable part of the, the whole the thing. episode. Him just like sobbing, really sobbing on a beach and then looking at the ocean. I was like, wow. Imagine walking past that on the pier and just being like, oh, I'm going to go the other way. Yeah. Don't kill yourself, but so I don't want to be involved in this. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, I really liked... I thought Will actually kind of asserted himself quite well in this episode. I think, in a way, both Will and Kelly got developed a lot more. Because in the first episode, they were definitely kind of not as fleshed out. Yeah. So, who would you say was your most valuable player? Yeah, I'm going to say um, Will. Wow. I think that Will, partly because it was surprising. Like, I sort of... If I'm, you know, grading on a curve, I feel like I had no expectations for Will. And then I actually was, like, enjoying his acting. And there's a scene where yeah. they're playing pop-up golf. Oh and my god, that's me. Richie and Will are playing Papa Golf and it gets super heated about like <laughs> loaning money and Will being stingy and he'll be like, do not Leo manipulate you again? I don't know, it was just really really like they just got really petty with each other and like, they just were like hitting their golf clubs against each other in the water and just be like, oh. be like No, you can't put the ball back where you want yeah. it to go. It has to be where you where you hit it. And it was just like, I relate to that. As someone who gets competitive and nitpicky about rules and games, I was like, yeah. And then Will just tells off and like, piss off! <laughs> yeah, and that's he's like, you're deadbeat! Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that scene was pretty funny. My MVP is, again, Kelly. She and was good in And my feeling is, is she going to be my MVP every week? I, is that going to get I awkward? I wasn't able to. I was like, I've got to shake it up. Well, I don't know. She just, again, was the best character for me. Yeah. From being so kind to Alex, having that, like, nice intimate relationship. She offers her dinner because she's crying. Yeah. Gives her, like, chocolate out of her pocket. Oh, great line. Um, Such a good line. Yeah, where she's like... (laughs) When someone says that to you, you don't know if you should say something mean to them so they won't cry. So the best thing to do is to say nothing and get chocolate involved. And also her interaction with her ex-boss slash ex-lover... 
basically he owes her money from when she was working for him and she basically just says to him pay me the money you owe me and go and then says pay me the money or I'll take you to the fucking cleaners I was just like yes Kelly get your money like it was great it was great and then she did get her money she did and that was also great basically the ex was high on ecstasy and she just manipulated him. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, your skin is so nice. As he uh, strokes her feather bar. That was, <laughs> that was weird. I threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah, it was super gross. Bit. But then I liked that her mining so was like, wait. Yeah, she was like, oh, just give me $500 for my cab home. <laughs> and then he pulled it out of his wallet. I'm that like, was who yeah. has five hundred dollars. I feel like they wanted them. they wanted the writers maybe had a bit of an issue there where they're like, wait, she needs five hundred dollars. Is it plausible that he has five hundred dollars cash in his wallet? Probably not quite. Like if it was two hundred dollars, yeah. Five yeah. hundred. He, he pulls it out. He yeah. gives it to her in full. Yeah, that was pretty great. So Kelly, once again, the best character yeah. of this week. Themes. Mm. What was what did this episode bring up for you, Ellen? Well, I guess the main thing the episode brought up for me was, I think, just this really misguided notion of love that I think a lot of TV shows and movies sort of give to us. This idea of, like, oh, none of us know what we're doing in love, and, you know, when you fall in love with someone, you can just get carried away and not think about, like, the practical aspects of it, or you might not think about who you're hurting. So I think at one point, Evan voiceover says, That's the problem right there. When it comes to love. (laughs) None of us know what we're doing. And then it cuts to Jason and Alex having sex on the couch in Jason and Gabriel's I don't even love, dude. Yeah. It's like being jerks. I'm like, they basically were just into each other, wanted to have sex. I'm like, I don't think you can conflate that with the idea of love. And I think that's what this show kind of does. does. Um, And I'm not saying, like, I don't know if it's doing that and saying, oh, this is a good thing, or if it's being like, this is what people do. I don't really think it offers more commentary than saying this is what people Mm. do. Like, I don't think it really has delved into... I think it normalises that, though. Yeah, it does normalise it. And I guess a lot of, you know, a lot of media does that. That was pretty gross there was a good part where alex and evan are talking about what love is i reckon love's a sickness Mm, heightened blood pressure insomnia heart palpitations yeah yeah i got all that yeah symptoms of heart disease heart disease (laughs) that's what you want to call it i've got heart disease that's kind of the best quote to sum up, like, their really disturbing view of love. Like, it basically is sick. <laughs> yeah. And it really detrimentally affects, like, not only the people who say they're in love, but also, like, the other people around them. For instance, like, Gabrielle in the Jason Alex Gabrielle totally. triangle. So, yeah, I guess that was sort of the overriding theme for me that kind of disturbed me more than anything. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to two visual themes that are developing. Okay. And just comment on them briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, every single person is wearing clothes with Chinese characters on them. Like every, I mean, Kelly does at one point. Yeah. Jason, Evan, I think as well. It's yeah, just like he does. Yeah. Everywhere. Everyone. So I don't know what that is about. 
Well, there's also the bar that they hang out in has oh, a lot of true. like gross, like appropriative, yeah, like, oriental yeah. stuff around. So I don't know when Kelly was wearing it. I think she now has a job in that bar, and I was like, is this was it the bar? Work? I couldn't tell. It was some sort of dingy <laughs> space, and I assumed it was the With, bar. like a lot of lamps and posters. Yeah. There's a lot in this show that they don't explain. Like, <laughs> Kelly also meets a guy at the towards the end of the episode that is a potential, like, new love interest yeah. for her. And I don't think they say his name at all. He's just, like, some random guy. And then they're the driving car. off in a car at the end. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's great. Like, Good for you, but also. Who is And also, he? we still don't know what... Um, Will does for a living. Yeah. I, that's, that's that's the mystery of the show. But he's saved up $12,000 since he was a kid. Yeah. That's the only thing we really know about He's him. frugal. Okay. Mm, and he's frugal. What's the other visual? Um, thing? The other visual thing wasn't so much a theme that developed, but something that we noticed in the last episode about the Sex and the City rider frame. Mm-hmm. There was a scene, and I wish that we had some way to show the visual, maybe we'll post it to Twitter, Yeah, where there's the exact Carrie Bradshaw centre of the frame, Evan, like, with two books on either side, being like... When there's three of you in a relationship, the one that thinks they're in the middle is usually on the edge. On the edge of that invisible line that you only realise you've crossed after you look back and see it behind you. We'd all cross that line in one way or another. It was like a one-way force field. You could stand still or go forward, but you couldn't go back. But you know what? I didn't want to. Didn't quite have a, like, perfect, terrible pun or, like, metaphor in it, but it was very much a Sex and the City throwback. Yeah. And, like, you were taking your visual cues. We speculated last week. Yeah. It's confirmed. Well, that's good to confirm. Yeah, so we'll keep track of that. The the actual thing that I was thinking about was this kind of unreciprocated sort of non-consensual vulnerability that a few of the characters were sort of putting on each other. Mainly I was thinking about this in terms of Andrina, Mm -hmm. who is kind of a joke in the first episode and sort of is in this one, but I found her scenes quite emotionally compelling in a Mm -hmm. weird way. So she um, is sleeping with Evan and she sort of stays there a lot. And then one day she, while he's out, I guess, cleans his room and he's all like, where's my stuff? It was messy, but organized. (laughs) And where's my rock? Um, (laughs) She's like, I threw it out. I'm sorry. No, she's not like, I'm sorry. Actually, she was weirdly buoyant that whole scene. She was very happy. Um, She's like, that big clump of dirt. He's like, it's not a big clump of dirt. It's granite. Yeah, and then she's, uh, he's like, it's really old. She's like, all rocks are old. <laughs> um, it was interesting because, so she takes his key without asking and copies it and then lets herself into the house. Mm. But then lets herself into the house with all these groceries to cook a meal for him. And it's just kind of, I don't know, I just found it really kind of heartbreaking. Mm. Like her, It wasn't really fair of her to do any of these things to him and then be like, I demand that you meet this level. Mm. But also I kind of did empathize. I thought the way they did it was enough that you did empathize with her. And mm. when she was like, oh, you're just using me for sex or whatever. Like all you want is someone who to have sex with and not talk to or something. Yeah. And her, I don't know, just her kind of intense vulnerability towards him and just his reactions to it. Because I thought she overstepped a few times and she was like, you're just scared of love. Mm. It was a weird scene where she's like, not with me, but with Alex. And I was like, oh God, don't go yeah. there. Like, oh. But I thought it was interesting as a concept, like whether that the limits of acceptability of just like doing something for someone and giving so much of yourself to someone when the other person is just not asking for it at all. Yeah. And I guess I feel like that also feeds back into like these strange notions of love. Like, I guess Andrina's notion of love, which I think a lot of women are taught, is that 
you just have to be doing something for someone. Yeah. And when that hits a person who actually doesn't want you to do those things, and then you think, well, I'm loving you. Like, why mm. don't you want that? It's like, well, because that's kind of not the best idea of love either. Like, to just be doing all these things, and therefore I love and you. And then it's irrefutable as well. Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, you have to love me back because look at all this love I'm giving you. I don't know. I felt sorry for her, but also I was like, just give the key back. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. So I just thought the show did well to, like, make that comical, but also to suddenly give it this, like, emotional heft. Yeah. Because I was like, you, you could have easily done that and just, like, oh, she's so crazy, babe. Which, by her actions, you're like, that is pretty out of line. But yeah. somehow, it was compelling, like... Yeah. Do we want to speculate on some future... Uh, not, I'm not happy. I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't want there to be a whole Evan and Alex, will they, won't they... There, that's going to be an um, ongoing thing. The, and it's so frustrating. The book chapter... Oh, metaphor at the end no. I think we're gonna have to slice it in so you guys can understand yeah I read it the book oh it's not a book yet no the chapters I mean I thought it was really sad you know those young guys that just seem so lost you know in spite of their bravado what did you think of the girl character Sasha uh I thought she was really in love with Harry, but he didn't know it. Mm, he doesn't. It's really good. What's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. When are you going to call it? Mm, Secret Life of Us. It was truly terrible. I yeah. was like... Because sh- I think the show writers can be quite subtle often. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been impressed by a few things where they've pulled away from something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that, I was like, oof, hit us over the head and yeah. please don't. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, I just don't like the idea of any, like, like friendship between hetero people is going to automatically turn into, like, a sex thing. Yeah. And I got that feeling with Miranda and Will as well. Yeah. I am scared about that. I don't want to read into it too much. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, there was a movement of intimacy between them, therefore they're going to sleep together. But also I feel like... I feel it was more obvious with Evan and Alex. Yeah. But I feel like there was a hint of it with Miranda and Will. And I Which I think will happen. There seems to be a lot of kind of like Miranda, Will, Richie's... Yeah, yeah. ...swirling around. Yeah. I'm also kind of scared for what's going to happen with Kelly, just mm. because the end scene of the episode was her sort of driving off into the sunset with her new love interest yeah. and she said something along the lines of I'd finally done it three out of three a job, a house, a potential boyfriend, for one brief yummy moment I had the trifecta my life was stamped perfect and she was just so happy and that just that makes me really scared. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's really happy, so now something horrible has to happen to her. So I'm a bit worried about that. But, you know, I'm glad she's happy for now. That's yeah. really good. All right, shall we finish on our random, random character? character? I would like to note something before we do this. Mm. I don't know if you noticed, but in the bloody credits, there's like just the T word oh, applied yeah. to a character. I was like, oh, oh yeah. okay, that is a character. That is their name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, that's terrible. Yeah, that was... Ugh. It's interesting. Like, I've been thinking about this a bit recently with, like, TV shows from the early 2000s, Sex and City being one of them, Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls as well. It's interesting, like, how much kind of slurs 
in terms of like LGBT mm-hmm. IQ stuff. There yeah. is. I was watching an episode of Sex and the City the other day, and then Samantha just randomly calls someone like a faggot, and it's yeah. like it's really casual. And then I think it still happens more with kind of translators. Yeah, but yeah. I was just like, whoa, that would yeah. hopefully not be acceptable at all today. I don't think it would be like not yeah. as explicitly. Obviously, there's still a lot of implicit prejudice going on, but yeah, that was pretty nauseating yeah. to see that, especially like written down. Like, oh, unnecessary. Okay, well, let's see how we're going to go with this, because I don't really know any of these characters. Let's see. (laughs) see. Generate. All right, we got number eight. Sam. Sam. Girl at the party. So, who I think Sam is, Mm -hmm. they're at the party, and Will sort of walks in heartbroken about the whole Leah situation. And this girl kind of comes up to him and asks him if he wants to dance. Yeah, she was proactive. She was very proactive. And then he was like, oh, nah. Anyway, eventually they end up going to dance, which was quite nice because I don't know if she'll be a recurring character or not, but it would be nice, I guess, if he has some other sort of positive love interest. Not that you need that. That's kind of gross to be like, oh. It'd be nice just for him to be happy. Oh, Will's dancing. That poor girl, poor Sam. Yeah, when she was dancing Sam. with him, he was just kind of like barely moving. Oh. While she just kind of like awkwardly danced around him. But that's very real. That's very, yeah. I mean, every sort of thing I go to, whether adults dancing, it's always very. And I mean, white adults, basically. <laughs> it's just very restrained and a bit awkward. Yeah. Shall we do another random character? All right, we have number five. Now, who I think this is, is the scene you were referring to earlier. So Gabrielle's just realised that Jason and Alex are having an affair and at the party. And then someone comes in and is like, I've got to take photos of you. So there's a photographer and then there's the person organising it. the organiser. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, she was great. She was like, touch each other, touch each other. If people want, like, like, someone to do, like, a four-line role, I would definitely recommend her. Lots of enthusiasm, really played the part well. Yeah, that was a great scene. Like, again, I feel like the show's best moments are these, like, small moments or random physical comedy moments or, like, something emotional happening but also something physical stupid happening. So, like, the scene where Andrina is saying to Evan, like, oh, you know, I can't believe you want my key back, all of this. Mm-hmm. Kelly and her friend are just like shoving stereos past them, trying yeah. to set up for the party. And there were a lot of moments like that that I was like, that is great. Yeah, and very real. Yeah. I mean, that's what would happen in a true share house. Exactly. Just people invading your like very intimate moments. It's like, oh, sorry guys, I'm trying to live my life here. Yeah, just bullying them into doing a podcast in their bedroom. I like, mean, look. <laughs> Anyway, I think that that wraps us up for season uh, episode two. Episode two, Telemovie part two. We'll be back next week with episode three, and we'll see what comes up in that one. If it's as action-packed as this episode, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Exactly. I recommend definitely watching before listening to the podcast, unless you have no intention to watch it all. Yeah, and you just want to listen to us, which I can understand. It's pretty great. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also follow us on Twitter at NotSoSecretPod. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.